being, you know, nine, 11 year olds in their um, physical age to having a mental and business understanding of I am just as good as this 40 or 50 year old. Actually, my results are better. My booth is better. My sales are better. My presentation is better. And these are all things that like one at a time over the years, we have taken these lessons and implemented for them. <laughs> Welcome back to the Donkey and the Bee with your hosts, Brett and Laura Shotkavis, where we talk all things marriage, entrepreneurship, and finance. And today we're talking about kid entrepreneurship. <laughs> yes. Excited about this one. Yes. Yeah, so our daughters are kids and entrepreneurs. Wow. Really? And uh, we're sharing part of our story and our journey and how we are teaching them to be self-made millionaires by the time they are 20. So it all literally started with a lemonade stand like many kids do, right? They do the lemonade stand out in the summers and our girls were four and six years old, wanted to do the lemonade stand. We said, fantastic, we're gonna teach you some lessons about how to make lemonade. And they did that, right, for a summer or two. And then COVID happened and they said, hey, dad, what can we do? We're like, COVID's happening, no one wants to stop for lemonade anymore. How, how can I make more money? And so that brought us down this path as they transitioned and they grew in their entrepreneurial journey from lemonade to jewelry and um, literally started with no experience. You and I don't have any jewelry business experience. And they just started literally like Googling it. How do I make jewelry? How do I do these things? And then it grew one step at a time from literally like making a few pairs and selling them at our gym to walking around our community square and selling them. They got their first deal. They got in a few shops, uh, wholesaling earrings, and then expanding their what they make, more bracelets and necklaces and all sorts of things, doing lots of vendor events and um, really at a point now where they're three, almost four years into their jewelry business and uh, you know make more than an average adult in America. Mm -hmm. And this is really as a kind of side thing for them, right? They're still full-time students. They both play sports. They play with the neighborhood kids and they have a jewelry business. Mm -hmm. So the net result for us is like, hey, we are using this opportunity to teach them real life lessons and invest in real estate. So they save almost all of what they make, right? They give, they tithe, uh, and they get to spend money, but they're saving almost everything to purchase real estate. And we take them out and we look at distressed properties and we comp deals and things like that together. But I think this is the best way to go to teach your kids real life instead of using some of these other things like sports and translating that into real life. Um, you're actually just experiencing real life. You're experiencing business. You're experiencing finance and, and all of these different things. So this is what we're talking about today, how you can encourage your kids to start their own business, graduate from Lemonade Stand and see what's next after that. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of two things that we want to discuss and break down. There's two different things that we're teaching the girls through this. And so we're going to break each of those two different topics down. And I mean, there's a lot to learn in these two different topics. And actually, when we were talking about talking about this today, um, I was even like, wow, like they're learning a lot more than I even even begin to think about. And so when I actually sit down and think about, wow, they're learning all these things. Dang, this is amazing. They're only now 9-11 and they've achieved so much and they've grown so much. And so uh, we're going to break down two of these things and uh, 
hopefully you guys can grab grab a hold on these and and get your kids to get out there and be entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. So really for us, the we started out with encouraging them in business for the lessons, for the teaching, not really about the money. Um, about a year into it, we realized like, hey, they can actually, they are making some good money and there's a ton of potential. And then we, you know, that that opened up a whole nother avenue. But but really the core of this as parents is I want to teach my children some of these important things. And uh, let's let's break this down because really the biggest thing, they started little, right? Four, mm -hmm. six years old. And the self-confidence and the communication skills were the biggest thing up front, especially mm -hmm. our, uh, one of our daughters is a little bit more introverted. And for her to literally cold walk up to a group <laughs> of women, right? Just uh, walk right up to them and then give a spiel. Here's my one minute, 30 second, like sales pitch on how I make earrings, how I uh, how I use this money to to tithe, how I do this all myself, and my mom doesn't help me with this. And she's little like this tiny little thing walking up to these adults, and she was so scared. Mm -hmm. And this was real life for her. It's um, it, it's something that she will learn these lessons at, at the littlest age and take them all the way through life. And the self-confidence that it built, the communication that it built, the amount of rejection that mm -hmm. our girls got mm -hmm. literally like just walking up to strangers and be like, Nope, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't know what you're doing. You got Girl Scout cookies. No, like mm -hmm. some people nice, some people rude, but literally hundreds, um, just in the first, you know, couple weeks of rejections of no's. And that really made them like strong in their core, in their self-confidence and who they are to be able to like, just shake it up. No, that person said no, or, you know, that person was actually kind of rude. But you know what? On to the next. Let's go mm -hmm. again, right? This, mm -hmm. this determination that came through was um, astronomical for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another example as far as adversity that I can think of is when they have their booths, there are many adults, I'm going to say many adults, that come up and say, oh, that's so great. Your mom made these and she's making you sell them. And they have to be like, no, this is my business. I actually make these earrings. And they'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like a these adults are placing their limiting beliefs like on the girls. And it's interesting for the girls to see that because the girls in their mind are like, I, I make these earrings and this is my business. And well, you don't have a business. Why don't you have a business? It's like they are already past adults limiting beliefs. And so seeing that play out is, I don't know, it's encouraging to me because it's the self-confidence that has been built through hearing those comments, through doing all of these weekend events, through making earrings right after school. It's all of these little bit of actions that they're taking and learning self-management, really, time management, self-discipline, doing these actions daily that are making them more confident. I really do think the underlying basis of all of this is self-confidence. They're doing these things that they think they can't do like start a business and make money and talk to adults, all these things that a lot of kids think they can't do, they're doing them. And so now at nine and 11, the sky's the limit. Like, I mean, I've, I think they can do anything. I don't have a limiting belief on kids that they can, can't start their own business. They're only nine. Of course they can. She was four and started her own business. Like, so I think as an adult, as a parent, don't put your own limiting beliefs on yourself, on your kids, because your kids can achieve a lot more than you give them credit for. Yeah. So you said you think that they can do anything. 
that's not what's important here. They actually now mm-hmm. believe that they can do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, as we're we're going, we're we're doing these vendors events. They're they're traveling across Texas and setting up for you know two, three, four day events a lot of times. And they're huge festivals with tens of thousands of people or or more at these events. And they compare themselves to other businesses, which means they are looking at their booth, their product, their setup, their sales, their numbers, their net profit. And not, they're not comparing to other children because children are not there, right? There's only professionals there. There's only adults there. So now they are comparing themselves to other adults and the amount of confidence that they have when they are successful and they run a fantastic booth and have a great product and they have a huge line. And part of it is their kids and people are attracted to it, right? We use that marketing specifically to, to draw people in. But their product is awesome and they outsell a lot of the other adult booths that are there. Mm-hmm. So when you think about um, adversity and, and growing and you think about kids, it's usually in sports, right? And you'll see these kids who have older siblings that play with the older siblings. They play with older siblings, friends competitively, right? And they are pulled up by playing with, by p- playing with people that are, are, are better than them in sports, mm-hmm. right? It's the exact same thing with business. They're not going to children's um, vendor events and comparing against other kids. We've done a few of those, and that's Mm kind of just so elementary. They are comparing, and they are continuing to grow against who are the best adults at these big festivals. And now it's literally just like pulling them up. They went from being, you know, 9, 11-year-olds in their um, physical age to having a mental and business understanding of I am just as good as this 40 or 50 year old. Actually, my results are better. My booth is better. My sales are better. My presentation is better. And these are all things that like one at a time over the years, we have taken these lessons and implemented for them. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest result, right? The biggest takeaway is I'm not comparing myself to the kids in the neighborhood. Um, and they are in some respects, but in a business, in a real life, in communication, in finances and marketing, these things, it's like, okay, I'm going to compare myself to another business person. So by the time they get through high school into college or into, you know, their twenties, they're like, they've been doing this for 20 years, mm-hmm. right? They, they get, they become an adult and already have a, a half a lifetime worth of experience adulting. Mm-hmm. And this is really what we wanted. This is the real life lessons. And I think it's important to distinguish, like, instead of doing sports, which have a lot of, of great lessons that you learn, right? Adversity and teamwork and discipline and all of those things you use and you translate them to, into adulthood, right? But why translate into adulthood when you can literally just be business art, you know, have a kid entrepreneurship business and you're going to learn the real life lessons at such a bigger, more impactful way. And you're going to grow in this maturity, um, so much more mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop them from being kids right like yeah, we, there's still kids in lots of areas yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just this one area of maturity that you are growing and that's really what we're trying to accomplish let's let's fast track the maturity of business and entrepreneurship and finances and communication and sales because this is what they're going to need as soon as they get into the real world mm-hmm. yeah you you mentioned you know we still allow or allow we still want our kids to play sports. So our oldest daughter still does play sports and she has plenty of time to play with her friends outside after school. And she has plenty of time to do her homework. 
she has plenty of time to be a kid and do all these other quote unquote, you know, kid things that kids do, but then they also have a business. And so people are like, well, how do they have time for that? And so there comes in time management. And this is also a lesson for not only kids, but for adults as well, is they're very limited on social media time, on TV time. You know, they don't have cell phones. Um, that's just been our, our parenting. We just don't think it's something that they really need at this age. So they don't have phones. They're not on the phones. They're not calling their friends. They, they watch TV for a certain amount of time a day. And sometimes they don't watch TV at all. And so I think uh, being teaching them that you can do all these things, but limiting the time on each of these things, right? It's not just binge watching Netflix or, you know, playing with your friends all afternoon. You have to know how to manage your time wisely, even as a kid, because that's going to, like you said, translate to adulthood, right? I think our, what we say about how we raise our kids is we're not raising our kids to be good kids. We're raising our kids to be tremendous adults, right? And so I think a lot of times we are are different in how we approach parenting because we're teaching them to be amazing, contributing adults. And so we don't necessarily treat them as kids, even though they are kids. Um, so I think if you're looking at this, well, my kids don't have time to start a business. They really do because if you actually take inventory of the time they're on social media and on their phones and on TV, there's plenty of time that they can use and utilize toward starting a business and creating financial freedom really for themselves. Yeah. So the other lesson that's super vital is we're teaching them actual business skills. So things that they are literally going to learn once they get into the real world. And that's what I think is really important. I want them to know these things. So when they were little, right, we literally started with before they had any deals, before they were doing any events, they were literally making this these earrings and then walking up to adults. So we started with sales presentation, right? We taught them how to communicate to adults, how to build confidence, and then we practiced a sales presentation. Here is your pitch, right? Introduce yourself, ask permission, tell them what your product is, tell them that you make it, tell them that, you know, why is it your favorite, and then ask if they want to hear more about it, right? Like, this is what we did. And they were the tiniest, cutest little things walking up to these adults and these uh, groups of women at the time. And so there's so many different lessons that you can implement over the years, right? Literally starting with the most basic stuff and then going from there, right? So now we're at a point where they're learning website development. They're managing their social media. They're ordering um, wholesale orders, right? They are going through and doing inventory tracking. There are things that are appropriate as they are continuing to grow that we are continuing to teach them. And this is something that they'll use forever. So in the very beginning, when they wanted to start this jewelry adventure, we would sit down and we'd, you know, come up with ideas and brainstorm. And I remember they were, they would talk about, let's do butterflies, let's do rainbows, let's do unicorns and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, let, let's pull back here a little bit. Okay, girls, who is going to be buying your product? And they'd be like, um, adults. Okay. So do you think adults really like those things, you know, rainbows and butterflies and, and they're like, yes, yeah, some of them do. I'm like, yes, some of them do do. Yes. But majority of the people that you are catering toward your avatar, your, your customer is a little bit more of a mature liking. So we taught them to, in, in essence, this is what Grant Cardone talks about a lot is who has my money. We always say, you know, who has your money? And it's always the, the avatar of a, a young woman or a young mom 
between the age of 25 and 45 is pretty much their target of who they're, they're aiming toward. So when they would make these earrings and we would go down to our community, they wouldn't walk up to kids and say, do you want to buy my earrings? Because the kids don't have their money. They don't have money. They're not going to purchase the earrings. So we taught them to, you know, approach young women who were kind of, you know, hip and stylish, you know, have the cute hat on and like are, are dressed a certain way because we know that those type of women are going to be the ones who like the product and who are going to buy the product and purchase the product. And so teaching them, you know, their customer avatar, teaching them, like you said, Brett, like the sales presentation of when you first walk up to somebody asking for permission, you know, hi, my name is Brooklyn. I make these earrings. Would you like to see some or, you know, ask him a question. And if they say yes, then it's like you have an open door to just like spew out your whole sales presentation. Mm -hmm. So teaching them just little basic things along the way. I mean, teaching four year old these things is, is so funny. Y you think that they're not actually taking in the information or actually retaining it, but they really are. I mean, we have videos of Blakely, our little one. She was four at the time, maybe five. And we were going through finances and we were, you know, splitting her money and talking about profit and loss and all these things. And she looked like she didn't really understand, but we would ask her questions and see what she would answer back. So she was totally connecting with the conversation, totally understanding what was going on. And so again, don't think your kids are too little to understand these concepts. You can break them down into an elementary language where they will understand and they can digest it. And then once they get to that point, then they can, you know, put it towards their business or put it toward whatever they're, you know, striving towards. And so um, I say all this to, to say we started implementing these things with our kids because we wanted them to gain the self-confidence first and foremost, and then we wanted them to gain the business skills. And so why are these things important is what you ask, right? Why are they important? What are they doing with their money? Well, Brett, what are they doing with their money? <laughs> so they split their money. And this is one of the lessons we taught them, even, even as little, little girls. Um, and they save 70% of everything that they make. And 70% of it goes into a sacred account and they have saved lots of money and they are actively, or we are actively looking to buy discounted real estate. They're looking for passive income. They're looking for rental properties. And um, we set up a, an LLC for them, um, which is probably another call, but we have set them up so that really with the end result in mind, they are going to learn how to be tremendous adults and they are gonna have financial freedom by the time they are young women. And really my goal for them is to learn that they don't have to be part of the rat race. They don't have to be part of the system. They don't have to go to college if they want to. They don't have to get a job working for the man. They know first and foremost right now, like if a zombie apocalypse happened, they know how to make money. They could go sell something. They could create a product. They could do this. Like I am confident as a father that if I died right now, they would know how to take care of themselves. And that's mm -hmm. really my end goal here, right? So I want them to fast forward into their 20s before they're possibly even married, that they have cash flows exceeding their expenses and they can work for anything that they love. They could mm -hmm. do something that makes them happy instead of going down this path that everyone else does, climbing the corporate ladder, working for the man, hating their lives and just adding so much more stress onto it. I think it is my responsibility as the father to teach them and that there is another way here. And I wanted to start as early as we could with them. And so literally like four and six, like that was pretty much as early as we could do this. And, you know, we didn't even talk about percentages yet. They didn't understand what a percentage was, but we talked about a slice of pizza, right? If you had 10 slices, 
you know, seven of those 10 slices you were going to save. And that's how we broke it down. Mm -hmm. And so you can make this completely as elementary as you want mm -hmm. in order to start at whatever age it is. Mm -hmm. And I think the really the effect here is I grew up in a sports dominated uh, family. A lot of myself, a lot of my cousins were very competitive with sports, got scholarships, did travel sports all around the country, spending lots of weekends, buying, uh, you know, fifth wheels and traveling all over, right? Like mm -hmm. they've invested, the parents invested a lot of time and money and resources into their kids to teach them these lessons, right? To get them into a good college, to, to get a scholarship. And I think that's a great way to go. But I want to throw out there that here is a different way. Here's an alternative way. Instead of competitive sports, what about kid entrepreneurship? Because they are going to learn all of these lessons that you learn in sports. And then some. Yes, yes. yes. And then they're going to live, learn all real life business, mm -hmm. right? In addition to those two things, they are literally making money, saving money, and investing their entire childhood. No one told me about compound interest until I was 30 years old. They started literally saving to invest at five years old. And I'm not talking like a little bit of money. They make great, great money. They make adult money and they save almost all of it because they really don't have any expenses. If you are starting that early in life, man, like there's no stopping you once you've learned these lessons and you put that much time into, um, you know, buying in, uh, assets and things like that. Mm -hmm. I love the analogy of the sports because... That's something that we've got harped on a lot, actually, as parents is, oh, my gosh, like you're not allowing your kid to have fun. You know, your kids are having fun. They're not doing sports. I'm like, I actually still do sports and they're doing this, but they're learning all the things in sports, like you said. But I think what what is the most vital thing without the throughout this whole process is the financial literacy they're learning. You don't learn financial literacy in sports. You don't learn financial literacy in school. I mean, you really don't learn anywhere unless your parents are financial literate and they teach you, right? Or you get kicked in the face when you're an adult and you figure it out on your own, right? Mm -hmm. So learning that, I think, excites me because as adults, the top two reasons why individuals get divorced, one of them is finances, right? The other one is sex, which we will talk about at a different time. But finances are a big kicker for a lot of individuals on why they can't keep their marriage together. And so um, it, it, it excites me that they are gaining that knowledge so that they can bring that into their relationships as adults. And then they can also look behind them and reach down and help other people behind them, right? Help other kids. I mean, they talk about this with their friends all the time about their money and not how much they make, but you know what they do with their money, that they're giving away money, that they're very you know gracious and giving. And so being able to teach other kids that while they're kids is also something that's really cool. Yeah. So the foundation here is phenomenal. It is fast tracking them to be tremendous adults. So if you are considering kid entrepreneurship for your children, I would say go all in and know that it is a lot of work for the parents on the front side and you almost like hiring a new employee you just give them one piece of lesson at a time, one new task at a time. And it, we don't, within a certain amount of time, they're doing it all themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's literally not too early to start, even with little, little ones. Give them some type of um, inspiration or business. Let them go and succeed. Because right now, at that young age, they're cute and they're adorable. And 
older uh, women will, you know, grandmas, moms, yeah. they will eat that stuff up and they uh -huh. will happily give them cash. So mm -hmm. let them use their strategic advantage now and encourage your kids to go make some money. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be breaking down a lot of these concepts about kid entrepreneurship. So stay tuned. If you want to be notified right away when the content drops, please subscribe to our YouTube and to all of our podcast channels. And we'll see you all next time.